Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. And we have two great guests in studio with us. And we'll get to both Marion McNabb and Randy McCaffrey in just a moment. But first, a reminder that this podcast is available on the iTunes network, on iHeartRadio, on Audioboom. And a video recording is available on the brand new CannabisMultimediaNetwork.com and the WeedTube Dot com. As always, our flagship station is clnsmedia.com. That's where you will find In the Weeds and all the past episodes as well. As always, this program is supported by our friends at Revolutionary Clinics, now with two locations to serve you, where the patient always comes first in Cambridge and in Somerville. They're now offering infused beverages at their locations in Massachusetts. And remember, they always have uh, educational nights on their Somerville location and now coming to Cambridge as well. To find out more about Revolutionary Clinics, log on to revolutionaryclinics.org. You can find them at 67 Broadway or 110 Fawcett Street in the Fresh Pond area of the Republic of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Right now, I do want to welcome in Marion McNabb and Randy McCaffrey uh, for coming in today. I thank you so much. Yeah. By the way, I totally understand now why it's C3RN. Yes. <laughs> it's a bit wordy. I get it. Yeah, it is a bit wordy. The, the whole thing is ca- cannabis community research. Community care and community research. Community care and research. Networks. Yep. So cannabis community care and research network. Uh, Three C's and then an RN. <laughs> Three C's and then an RN. That yeah. works well. And... Uh, Appreciate you guys coming in today. Um, we've talked in the past. We've met in the past. And I, and I really do uh, love it when people make the effort to come in because the, the sound of the studio is really paramount as far as a podcast goes. Because if you want to listen to something, you want it to make sure it sounds good. Yeah, and there are a lot of podcasts out there that don't sound so good, let's <laughs> just say. Well, thank you very much for having us. Yeah, thanks so much. excited to be here. You mentioned the drug ads that we see on uh, traditional television media. Are... Mm-hmm. Um, what is your feeling about Big Pharma coming into this industry? Um, you know, we've already had one of the dispensaries in Massachusetts sold, Netta to Satera. Um, the Wrigley guy. Yeah. The chewing gum guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the chewing gum guy? It's the yeah. chewing gum guy. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. And yeah. He's got 10 dispensaries, and, you know, needless to say, um, the people who run Netta are very happy that they were the first ones out there and, yeah. you know, one of the first to sell. Yeah. Um, but we all know that money really drives a lot of things in this country. Mm-hmm. I honestly think it's the money that is going to finally put pressure on the government yep. to legalize this or deschedule it completely. There's a few bills before Congress that they're actually trying to get started now. And mm-hmm. it certainly feels like the atmosphere is changing in Washington, yep. D.C., which is great. What are your feelings about big pharma, these big pharmaceutical companies coming in and taking your research, the research that's been out there, mm-hmm. and lining their pockets with yeah. it? That's a very interesting question. Um, I have many answers to that Good. question. Yeah. Many thoughts. We've got plenty of time. It's the yeah. internet. We can go forever and ever. Yeah. Um, Multifaceted. So one, I think, you know, I think it's, um, I come from my previous global health career uh, mm-hmm. was in the era of HIV AIDS and the development of HIV AIDS medications and the mm-hmm. overpricing of those medications by Big Pharma mm-hmm. and spent a lot of my career advocating globally for lowering of drug prices just generally for um, especially related to HIV, but also for immunization. So, but I also worked alongside pharmaceutical companies in my previous career. So, mm-hmm. um, I understand the roles that 
uh, pharmaceutical drug development play and the value of having um, single-dose regimens pills for very complex conditions, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there's definitely a role for pharmaceutical companies. Um, I think... Um, it would be what we've seen so far. I mean, GW is out there um, with Epidiolex, and it's $35,000 a year. And that's a similar situation to me. It reminds me of the times of HIV and the times that we still need to advocate for ensuring low drug prices. Um, the other is, you know, I do have concerns about the quest for um, the synthetic and, um, you know, the synthetic sort of... Uh, Creation of cannabinoids through yeast, yeah. and I know all of this is is happening. And, um, yeah, and then and then don't forget that you know a pharmaceutical medication is generally one molecule, right? There's hundreds of molecules in the cannabis plant, and they all work together to create, you know, an an entourage or an ensemble effect. I knew that. that yeah. I was going to say that, the entourage effect, yeah. and, but good job. I, I like ensemble; it's more musical, right? But there's but, so even that word, yeah. and even that. Um, Discovery, if right, it was a discovery. People look at you like you're you're crazy. What are you talking about? I have this system inside me mm -hmm. that is would be activated with the these chemicals that I could put in my mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's here. You mentioned the uh, the legal CBD based drug for anti seizure medication. Yes, mm -hmm. and you said it so well. I'm going to ask you to say it again because I've been looking at that word for a long <laughs> time. Epidiolex. <laughs> epidiolex. Yeah, epidiolex. Now that yeah. makes sense. Epidiolex. Yeah. epidiolex. Okay, now I can pronounce <laughs> I mean, it. That one in decarboxylation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> can I buy a vowel, please? <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I think to Randy's point earlier about the entourage effect, I think that's the thing in, in pharmaceutical medicine. The, the most what we're learning in the science is that the whole plant medicine and having THC as an unlocker to your CBD receptors is really, really important. And so the isolation and recombination um, of, you know, different cannabinoids is what is being tinkered with around the world. I mean, I sat on a panel at MIT and um, a lot of these people that are developing yeast-based um, synthetic cannabinoids. But again, I, I will always go back to the importance of whole plant medicine and, um, you know, nature's way of creating medicine. And I also believe that uh, craft cultivation and real thoughtful um, uh, cultivation of your cannabis um, might hold more medicinal values. I mean, we're looking at like the terpene production and where all of those, how that uh, impacts different um, disease states. And so just careful thought and, and grow. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. We These words flow out of our mouths because yeah. we've you've been in the business for a number of years. Yeah. And I'm learning as I go. I mean, I read something like 20 newsletters a day and try. And I'm not a chemistry guy. Yeah. Okay. But I am fascinated with the amount of chemicals, the different types of CBD, GA, CBC, CB. I mean, oh. CBS is not involved. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we know that. They're not welcome. They're not we don't watch right it. I, yeah, get I get that. Yeah. But um, it, it is amazing how much knowledge and how much research is, has gone into this. And at least it's got us to the starting line. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? And, of course, no one can get federal grants because it's still in illegally federally. Right. So to do real research. But I'm noticing 
couple of universities are starting some projects yep. that obviously must be self-funded. Yep. Well, um, no, there's grant funding for, from the federal government, from National Institute of Drug Abuse. There's um, typically there's funding for cannabis studies, but most most typically those studies are uh, their yeah. objectives are not necessarily looking yeah, they're for a the bit medicinal skewed. value. Yeah. Right. They're looking for um, the bad values. They're yeah. looking for the negatives. In fact, I think it was Dr. Uma. I'm sure we all know Dr. Uma. Yep. Something like twenty-seven thousand studies have been done on cannabis, and you know, except. Six percent of those oh. were looking for the positive effects. Okay. The others were all looking for negative effects. Right, right. That's it, crazy. It really is. Actually, <laughs> I, we're about to submit our manuscript, so I just recently found that you know, in the last couple of years, eighty percent of the funding was for primarily ne negative effects. Well, you said drug level. abuse. I yeah. mean, if yeah. the grants that's are coming from the drug exactly. abuse, exactly. I'm like, guys, exactly. uh, yeah. yeah, that's the reason we started our company and advocated here for the research license category. So over the last two years, or the first year, really, rather, we reviewed all the other states that have developed uh, cannabis research programs and reviewed where their uh, pitfalls were, where their positives were, and what lessons should be learned from Massachusetts and prepared uh, policy memos for the state and testified around those as well. So I think we have a really exciting opportunity for research here. And there are uh, privately funded and other foundation funded. Uh, I was wondering about that. that there's California, a, San Diego. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's lots of groups. There's yeah. Pueblo. another really uh, great group um, out of New York. The woman's going to speak at our event in March, Jan Roberts. Um, she runs a center for excellence in mental health and cannabis. Um, so there are a lot of academics that are out there, and there are more that are coming online. I think that's super, very encouraging. Um, we work with Dr. Gruber at Harvard, who's been mm -hmm. studying this for over two decades. I'm yep. um, so grateful we have but, a good mentor. But they can't officially say that in a medical school. I mean, I was just hearing about that. They're not supposed to be able to talk about yeah. cannabis as a medicine, but yeah. here you're telling me that that's, this does happen yeah, at Harvard. Because Harvard can pretty much do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, yeah exactly. well, I think <laughs> Every tower, you know. opponents at Harvard. I yeah. think everybody agrees with her uh, okay. science, but she's been studying cannabis for 20 years, and there's um, you know, I, I think she is one of the leading researchers in this space. Yeah, and she's um, wonderful. She's a, a special advisor to uh, to our company, so yeah. we're really happy to be working with her. And I think, you know, for her, like, you know, what she can't do is she can talk about, you know, having cannabis studies. What she can't do is actually administer cannabis to patients and do controlled trials in that way, and that's gotcha. because of that illegality. Gotcha. So you have to be very creative as a clinical researcher and figuring out how to study this you know, in this federal illegality, and which is why I think we, we partner well together because um, our company and our approaches to science are citizen scientists and really trying to be nimble and thinking about how do we partner with industry and academia and healthcare providers when they all can't together. There's so many elements to descheduling this drug mm -hmm. that I mean, I was at an event last night uh, for bankers, bankers, lenders, and lawyers. It mm -hmm. was it, it was fast. And Dr. Karen Runcasey was there from of Garden course. Remedies, nice. and um, they had uh, the woman from uh, Tina uh, Sprague, I think her name is, from the uh, Federal Credit Union. That's actually mm -hmm. taking cannabis money. They're based in Denver, but they have a Gardner, Massachusetts outlet, and mm -hmm. they're take, you know they're finally they, we talked about Century Bank as being friendly as well, um, but. It's the descheduling that's holding up all the research. It's holding up everything. Mm -hmm. um, and when you hear the attorney general say things like, okay, we're not going to go after the states um, for legitimate cannabis businesses, mm -hmm. there has to be a sense of relief, a trickle-down effect, isn't there? I would think so. Um, you know, the States Act, I believe, is what, what's, in, what's going through the Congress right now. That will really kind of solidify that. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, people are still cautious, but, you know, once once you're able to, to you know, pay your own taxes, I mean, that's difficult. They just want, people just want to pay their taxes. So, I mean, yeah, no, it's definitely helped a lot, I think. Yeah. Well, we want to get we want to get more and more uh, movement in in Washington D.C. Yeah, and I understand yeah. there's an actually a, a growing uh, cannabis lobbying effort. Yes, and, I think I've, I'm hearing a lot about it recently. Right. Last night at each of these events, people are talking more and more about how it's impending. So. Right. Um, but no lawyer or anybody I could find on camera yesterday would say when yeah. that yeah. might yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Lord knows in politics in Washington right now, I'm just glad they're back in business. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Nice. Because oh, they, and I think it'll be tremendous for researchers and for academic institutions and um, you know, and continue to collaborate and advance science. Hopefully then the uh, resources for those scientists will follow. <laughs> yep. um, we've seen the trends of our federal government in supporting research efforts yeah, it's generally. Wo- um, woefully is- underfunded, let's just say that. Right. <laughs> um, I'm looking at your event on March 3rd. Let's talk a little bit about that, if you don't yeah. mind. Is that the next event you're doing? Yeah, okay, actually, um, if, if it's okay, I'll talk a little bit about the program. Yeah. So uh, we're very excited in 2019 to launch a year-long uh, Veterans Citizen Science Project with Steve Mandile and Veterans Alternative Healing. I think you you know Steve. Yeah. You covered the event. He's a, he's a pioneer and a legend, yeah. too. I mean, really, yeah, right? Very good soul. Yeah. Very yep. good soul. And he's been literally um, on the streets, you know, advocating for medical cannabis for years. Yeah, absolutely. Even absolutely. before the program. Absolutely. Right? But yeah. very influential and, and really <clears throat> getting rights and now has lead leading a lot of uh, work with dispensaries to get discounts for fully disabled veterans. Um, so, yeah, we teamed up this year, and we're launching um, a veterans citizen science study, just like our one that we were speaking about. Um, but it will be for veterans and veterans family members. It launches on March 3rd. Um, and and they can find out about this on your website. Yep. Give that a plug because yep. I think that's really important, even yep. though we are putting it on the screen as we talk. org slash veterans. So basically we'll hold six events this year, and we're launching our study on the third, and at each event we'll review data um, with the community back as it's coming in, um, talking about various issues of veterans' health and veterans' family members' health. Um, so it'll be around a uh, 60-question survey and really look into the uses of cannabis for veterans, uh, their medical conditions, their current medication use, how this is helping them. Um, and then at the end of taking the survey, they'll get a discount to any of one of the participating dispensaries partners that we're hoping will join in our project. Yeah. Um, so the first event is on March 3rd. It's called the Cannabis Advancement Conference. Mm-hmm. And we have some pretty esteemed speakers lined up. Um, we have Dr. Lester Grinspoon will give an opening video. There's a there's a legend. There's yeah. a legend. Twenty thirty years of research. Yes, right? yeah. I'm I'm very excited to meet him very soon. Um, couldn't can't wait to shake that esteemed expert. And is Doctor yeah. Peter his son? His yes, son. He is. How cool is Isn't that? Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. He has a ve- he's a very wonderful uh, physician, and, and he's a has primary amazing care. Amazing story too. Yeah. Why yeah. is it an amazing story? I'm a I'm a reporter. I want. Yeah. So he actually. Um, so he's a Harvard trained doctor and a clinician, and he um, was he basically started writing himself free refills. That's what his book's about. And he was addicted to pain medication for like ten years and lost his medical license. Um, went to rehab, was able to get his medical license back, and is now one of two doctors at uh, MGH that refers cannabis. And he now. He works with other doctors and their substance with substance abuse problems because 
believe it or not, doctors are actually more likely to have a substance abuse problem than a lot of other careers. So, yeah, he's a wonderful story, and he's just so well-spoken. We're really excited to have him at the event. Yeah, he's great. great. And yeah. not the only one. You've yep, got, no, you've got our friend have, Shalene. Yeah, very honored that Commissioner Shalene Title will also be there. Um, she's mentioned that her priorities are actually open data and uh, research, too. That's part of the commission's um, plan for uh, rollout, so we're really excited to have her there. Um, and then we'll have a, a really great panel discussion that's going to focus on uh, medical cannabis from birth to end-of-life care. So I know that pediatric cannabis is a very contentious issue. And, of course, we don't promote pediatric use of cannabis uh, uh, recreationally and fully believe in youth prevention. But we do see the role that cannabis can play in pediatric cancers and autism and some of the other studies coming out. So. We're very excited. We have uh, Dr. Ruby is one of the only two public, uh, pediatricians in Massachusetts who uh, certifies pediatric patients will be speaking. Um, and then Jan Roberts, who I spoke about from, um, she runs the Center of Excellence for Mental Health and Cannabis in New York. Um, so she'll be um, coming out to speak about her work and she's leading a, n a new journal production. So trying to get more scientists mm -hmm. to, to publish around this topic. Um, and then we'll have one other guest speaker to be announced pretty soon. We're still waiting yeah. for the final. Um, but I'm not going to put you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I understand how yeah. that works. You don't want to jinx it. It's like yeah. picking the Patriots in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it, but uh, they might win this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it'll be a great day-long event from 11 to 4. And then um, we'll have a number of our partners. So they'll have booths. And so there'll be a lot of good business, business networking time. And yep. um, patience, it's a free event. Um, so definitely, you guys are a nonprofit, correct? Um, we're or in the process of that? forming a nonprofit. Okay, yeah. so we're a public benefit corporation, okay. and uh, we're partnering with Veterans Alternative Healing, gotcha. so, which um, is a nonprofit, yeah, right? Which is nonprofit. Gotcha. Um, um, but we are actually in the process of forming our own uh, for to cover our research uh, partnerships in the future, research in the future. But that's down the road a little bit. Yeah, I also want to. Um, Steve also is going to be running a veterans program with within this whole process throughout the year. Um, so it's not just discounts on dispensaries, but we're also recruiting other health and wellness type of um, places to to bend to you know donate or or um, be a part of the program because it is you know cannabis isn't a silver bullet you know there's there's other things that we need to you know look at when you're talking about your health and you know uh, there's yoga there's you know any type of holistic healing that you could think of, you know, and eating well, those kind of things are, are just as important. And, and I think that, um, you know, Steve is going to be helping those veterans, you know, with their whole health and also helps them helping them, um, you know, navigate the VA. And, and, and Which, and, by the way, is one of the most disgusting things about this whole story, that because it's federally illegal, that the Veterans Administration Hospital, who are dealing with all of our heroes that come back from the field and have to struggle with PTSD mm -hmm. cannot get this product through their own mm -hmm. system. Yep. Exactly. That's what we're working to to advocate this against. Is, there's so, yeah. so many yeah. things that, th that they can do at, in D.C. at the federal level that will still say, look, we recognize that this is a drug that has medical benefits to it yeah they have to by the way they, they do hold that patent yeah, yeah. they do can yeah. of life yeah. right yeah. i mean yeah. i did a blog on that yeah. one too yeah. I, i'm i do my own little research I, right? yeah. at a time and, <laughs> and, and, and i'm and i find out more more and more things get me madder and madder yeah. Yeah. i mean i can me only too. imagine the people from normal yeah. and uh, and our friends at mass can they as much as they've won the battle they've mm. got it legal yeah. there's still so much 
how far we can go with this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're hoping this year and through, like, um, just as you said, like Steve Mandeli's on the ground action support groups, and we're using that information to try and drive change from a public health level and actually at a, a patient level mm -hmm. um, and a family level, because this is going to be a family member survey as well. We're looking at this as um, the veterans and their, yeah, their whole health and their whole wellness mm -hmm. and, and their family. Um, but we also really want to um, use this to blog for federal level change. And I've written a lot of policy papers at federal levels in the past. So we're going to apply those skill sets here um, and, and use the data, try to make arguments around health insurance coverage, um, understanding out-of-pocket expenses, um, disability ratings. So stay tuned. We're going to try and do a lot for, yeah. for veterans. Making waves. That's good. That's yeah. good. We want in the Weeds is a podcast produced at the studios of Little Park Media in Wellesley, Massachusetts for the listening enjoyment of our audience. None of the opinions or advice on this program should be considered medical advice or a substitute for seeing a certified medical marijuana practitioner or your local physician. All opinions and thoughts on this show do not necessarily represent the management of CLNS Media Group or Little Park Media.